0: KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup exclusive to Fox footy available on Ko. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western conferences finals live with ESPN on Ko. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with Ko now also available on Hubble. G'day, guys! Welcome back to the Dylan Friends podcast. My name is Dylan Buckley. Bit different this week. I sat down with Tommy Sheridan and Ryan Miller, my great mates, and they interviewed me. We chatted about my illustrious career in the AFL. A few good stories along the way. Tommy boy sure did do his research on that one. I got to give him credit and much, much more. A quick thank you to everybody who bought their Dylan Friends merch. I cannot thank you enough. The support's been incredible. There's going to be another drop come Christmas time, so you can get mum and dad something and be in the good books all year. And this show would not be possible without our good friends at Bonds. Get your Bonds Aussie cotton teas, supporting Aussie farmers and farming communities across the country. Available in loads of colours and shapes. All right, let's go.
1: Hi, this is the Dill
0: and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah, Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you like the show as much as I do. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review.
2: Woohoo! Joyce! What a show we have for you today. Some of the biggest names have been interviewed so far. AFL superstars, Stevie J, Stevie Coniglio, Lockie Neal, Paddy Cripps, Toby Green, Tommy Mitchell and Tommy Sheridan, just to name a few. Cricket legends, Mitchie Stark, Gary the Goat Lion and our boy Mitchie Marsh. UFC stars, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, who mind you has the world title fight against Max Holloway at UFC. 245 coming up, Olympians Kyle Chalmers. And now we have...
0: Dylan Buckley. How are you, son? Trying, mate. Well done on the intro, buddy. That was fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, practiced all week for that, mate. So um
2: <laughs> hopefully got the tick of approval. And and it'd be remiss of me not to introduce our special guest today, Ryan Miller. Ryan, welcome. Thanks very much, Tommy. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Ryan is the digital content coordinator at the GWS Giants and the award-winning AFLW, Media Manager of the Club. Ryan's the godfather of the podcast game and has taken this show from nothing to absolutely
1: something. Number one on the charts, baby. Boys, how are we? Very good, Tommy. It's um, nice to be at your place and I'm realising now that Rixy's is a legit business and it pays pretty well because this view is extraordinary.
2: Yeah, we're currently at Point Piper. Um, this is Toby Green's house. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, he looks after the Bills, the big tub. How are we going, gents?
0: Good, train. Thanks for having me, mate. It's very exciting. I'm a bit nervous being on the other end of the mic tonight.
2: Oh, don't worry. I'm nervous being on the uh, other, <laughs> other end as well. Um, how are you, mate? It's been a big week. And, uh, you know, mad Monday week, you know, it's a good week.
0: It is. Um, it's a it tough take, week. It takes its
2: toll, it's though. The, it's, it's where we do our best work. Oh, it does. Yes.
0: Uh, mate, it's been, it's been a big week. It's been a big couple of weeks, actually. Very uh, exciting, obviously, with the grand final, uh, emotional, emotional. Um, yeah, obviously finishing up with the boys, the career's done and dusted, um, gee whiz, what a career it's been, but yeah, its it's been a big week, it's been a very big week. I'm sure we'll touch on it.
2: Yeah, we will, we will. Ryan's going to kick off um, proceedings today, talking about all things football, um, but yeah, it has been a big week.
1: It definitely has. I'm not as funny as Tommy, so I'm going to make sure I get the more serious stuff, if um, you'll allow me. Did you retire, or were you delisted?
0: Well, it depends how you look at it mate. Delisting's a very harsh word. Um but no, it was definitely delisted. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a two-time delisting. Um but no, it, it's I like to look at it a bit differently. Um there's no other way to look at it. I got delisted twice, but yeah, it was it was good mate. Like I left the club on really good terms. Um this year's been it's been incredible. It's been uh it's been a tough one, but it's been probably the best one of my life. Um I've only managed to play 7 games. Obviously had some some calf troubles throughout the year, but um yeah leave the club on really good terms had a really good chat with leon throughout the week about what was happening and to be honest mate i uh i was i was hoping that it would fall this way it's funny because you're never ever gonna you're never gonna quit footy it's a childhood dream and i loved it so much but sometimes you just need to be pushed and um yeah when i walked in the meeting and had the chat with with the great man um he was awesome we had a really good chat and um yeah we ended and we hugged and and uh, it was fantastic
1: um, we've had discussions throughout the year about what is gonna happen in your future and you if we're gonna be open and honest to Savo, um, you were at the point that even if you got offered another deal you were done, weren't you?
0: Oh look, yeah, it's it's hard to say. Like like you said, it, it is tough because you never wanna you never wanna quit and I, I it's I didn't want to look at it like that, but it got to the stage where anywhere my footy was going one way and my, my off foot was going the other and I think that um one of the bad things that happened this year was obviously I was injured every week and it was hard to get in the park but it gave me the best opportunity to then focus all that energy into everything else and I think it got to the stage where I was like well gee do I really like footy or do I just like playing it because of the lifestyle and I don't have anything else and when I had that other thing there it got really exciting and I thought well I can have the same amount of fun that I've had playing footy but doing something different and You know, if I I was to play another year of footy, would it have actually furthered me off field or would it have held me back? So um, I'm really excited. Absolutely loved my two years at the Giants and I'm sure we will touch on that in in depth, but it has been the best two years of my life, living in Sydney, moving out of home, starting the show, uh, meeting mates up here and gee whiz, we've had some fun. But um, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely ecstatic to to finish up.
1: We'll touch on 2019 now because it's the elephant in the room was that your calves were no good this year um to make it a bit more serious and to bring it down a little bit um how tough was that middle period of the year where you know you'd had one then you would started to come back and then you had another and then i think it, you got your was it your third or your fourth by the middle of the year and from what i've been told you just you literally just had to go home it was a case of this is just too much like you're happy to talk about how tough it is from that point of view mentally
0: Yeah, definitely. It was tough. It was tough because um, I've had a lot of injuries over my career, but a lot of them were physical injuries where like it was surgery or a broken bone or a shoulder or something like that. And with a calf strain, you just don't know when it's going to go. You just lose absolutely complete complete, um, confidence in your body. And yeah, when you were getting those, when I was getting those recurring things, I got to the stage where it was really tough. But I think the best thing that ever happened for me was I did have something off field to go to. Um, I took the podcast to number one in the charts and number one in the hearts of the, the Australian public. And, Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I really just put all my energy into that. So, um, yeah, some of those discussions, though, like you said, there was that one stage where I, I'd, I think I'd done my fourth or fifth for the year and I was about to come back and, I knew something wasn't right, but I think mentally you just keep going, you keep pushing and um, yeah, I'd trained for about a week and I knew just something again wasn't right. And we'd had a few scans and nothing showed up, but it ended up being that, you know, the scans were wrong and I did have something there and that was gonna pretty much put me out for the rest of the year. So I, I pretty much knew mid year what was happening. Like I wasn't oblivious to the situation, but I just tried to, yeah, just be positive about it all. And like I said, I, I hope you agree I'm not I, I try not to be a negative person but I try to look at the positives and it was actually probably one of the best things because I knew what was going to happen so the rest of the year I just came in with the most attitude the biggest smile and just really loved and enjoyed my last 10 weeks because I knew that you know every time I walked into the gym I was like well I'm not gonna be doing this much longer so let's let's enjoy it
1: yeah it was um something that uh, I think this these two years it when you look back on them uh, how much more that's prepared you for life after footy and you've touched on that um we'll go more in depth into the delisting at carlton because (laughs) we got to get some some laughs going because that's what the show is (laughs) kind of known for but mate um these two years that when you when you came to the giants uh you'd kind of had a real shake up i guess and a a change of perspective when it came to to life after footy it was a, a Am I right in saying that you were doing some labouring work, Um, you didn't kind of know where your career was heading and and what exactly you were going to do um, once footy had finished and it all kind of came to a close very abruptly at Carlton and then suddenly you're throwing this lifeline so you took it as not just an opportunity to continue playing footy but to to change what you were going to do once it it all came to a close?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um... It's a funny one because people laugh at this when I say it, but getting delisted at Carlton was easily the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I learned so much about myself in that time. Uh, it was funny because, you know, I had that meeting with... I'll take you back to the meeting I had with Leon, uh, with Leon, with Bolts, uh, my good mate Bolts and, and Sauce. We we sat down and we had the chat at the end of the year. And again, look, I'm not oblivious. One of my worst, one of probably my worst slash best traits is I'm, I'm pretty self-aware and I know what's going on, so I knew what was coming, but... Um, yeah, I had the, had the chat with them and they said, look, mate, like there's no spot on the list. I said, that's okay. And again, I was probably in the in the aspect of thought there where I was like, look, I, I sort of want to finish up anyway um, and do something different. But not knowing what that was, it was, was sort of scary. And I think that when I actually finished, I was like, well, shit, I don't actually have anything here. And I don't want to be, you know, no disrespect to the people that do this, but I didn't want to go and sign at a local club, get a job with one of their sponsors and then have to owe my life to the rest of them and live a lifestyle that I don't really wanna live. I wanted to do my own thing and be my own man. And um, obviously living in Melbourne, it's hard to do that because I didn't have any qualifications. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Obviously this was the end goal was to do this, but I didn't I hadn't started it, I hadn't done it. So um, it was really scary. And there was probably, there was like three months there when I just didn't know what I was gonna do. I had a mortgage, I was living at home. Um, and yeah, I was just so, so lucky that, um, I, I spoke about this on Cogs's. Uh, podcast but got the call up from from the giants flew up had the meeting went really well and then um they said to me they'd let me know soon and they did they let me know um, long story short they end up taking me and I, I made a vow to myself that i'd never want to be in that position again of not knowing what was next
1: where do you get that positivity from because you, you talk about the being yourself, because everyone else is taken. And that's something that you clearly live your life based on. Because your, your haircut. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, where, where, how do you keep drawing on that from the well when you know, given at the middle of the year, it was probably almost dry. Yeah,
0: it is. It is tough. You um, think w- it's because you're a fringe
2: player? I know what it's like. Yeah, and we just. We just, you just get by. Well, I think the more elite you are, the less vibe you give. I think, yeah. you know.
0: No, 100%. It is, you're right, mate. Like, when you when you are in and out, you're in and out, and you, you get these sort of things, you get these setbacks, um, you just got to make the most of every situation. And for me, just laughter is a way to do it. Like, taking the piss out of myself is a lot easier than, than not doing it. Um, and I've always been one of those, those guys that does that pretty easily. So, um, that's definitely... That is definitely one aspect. Another one, I, I know this. I don't want to get too too deep on us, but Tommy would know this. One of my best mates, uh, when I was twenty one, he actually died in a car accident, and that that will, that that really hit me for six. And that was that was crazy that time. And um, yeah, I, that that's something that I still like always think about now because people always said to me things happen for a reason and i hated it hated when people said that because i was always like well, why do things happen for a reason like that you know like him dying isn't for a reason like that's that's no reason like even if i win out of that situation it's it's not bigger than a life um but one thing that i always sort of i flipped that that quote and i said it last week as well but it's not what happens it's how you react to it so that was the biggest thing that i have taken out of that situation like that that didn't happen for me to learn that but that's positive that i've taken out of it something shit happened this is what i can learn out of it so every day that's the biggest thing that i would think about is just how i react to situations because there's two ways to go you know like i could sit around and like a sad sack of shit when i was injured and and moped around but instead thanks to tommy you know he he, he helped me out and we just we just laughed it off and we just enjoyed it and gee whiz we had a good time
1: well let's i reckon have a good time now but <laughs> we're gonna do that by going all the way back to the beginning and um you grow up with a dad who's a Carlton legend. Yeah. At what age did you realise? At what age did you realise who he was and exactly the influence that that he had around that club?
0: Yeah, it was funny. It's, it's a funny question because I didn't start playing footy till I was six. I didn't I? Did always kick once? Didn't love it. Um, like I was, I wasn't really into footy. I purely started playing footy because my mates did, and I didn't. Re- I just sort of thought that everyone's dad played footy. Um, I didn't realise till probably um, around under-15s when I was smacking Toby Green in the, un- the under-15s grand <laughs> final, um, dominating him then. Can you
2: touch on the midfield v midfield in that game? Oh, Toby's incredible. their midfield.
0: Toby's mid... I'd still... This story I, I I harp on about, but it's actually incredible. You guys, you guys jack- won. We won. Um, a team of champions beats a... Champion, Champion team he's a team of champions. Yeah. <laughs>
2: they had they had Viney.
0: Viney, Jack Viney, Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell.
2: And Toby Green. Toby
0: Green. And was they had, Ruckman? They had Max Tom Curran, right Tom Curran, who was at North Melbourne for yep. a couple of years, and they also had a guy that's at Collingwood now, Rupert Wills. Yeah. So that's yep.
2: that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And they Apparently they had, he couldn't
0: get a game, the midfield was that strong. And they actually had a few other players that didn't get picked up that should have as well. They were very, very good and team. And then your team? My team was uh, myself, obviously, um, and to be honest, I was a I was a role player. I was a ro- <laughs> <laughs> I was a role player. Um, Brock McLennan, my best mate, one of the one of the best uh, junior footballers to ever play the game. Michael was we touched on him earlier. Unfortunately, passed away. Hal Hunter, who had a list, had a, a few years at Essendon, um, and we had Dougie Morris, uh, a few a few household names.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's unbelievable. I guess what's that five or six got drafted five or six yeah. from their
0: team got drafted one got i got picked up and michael muskos went to west coast yeah. for two years and Hal went to essendon for two years
2: Cannon Boy, Hal, one of the scariest men to grow up under 16 we
0: might give Hal a shout out because he has got an unbelievable tattoo studio now he's covered head to toe he's one of the most arty coolest blokes i've ever met in my life still one of my best friends today so check out Hal hunter's um tattoo studio
1: We'll go back to though the the question. Oh, what was it? Dad? Yeah, it was about yeah. your dad. <laughs> well, Tommy could probably answer this. Yeah. Tommy could probably answer this better because he loves Jimmy. Well,
0: I do love Jimmy.
1: We better <laughs> fill in that the Jim's a three-time premiership player and a best and fairest at Carlton. Yeah. So it's not just that he played footy and he played 164 games. Yeah, he's
2: he's. Um, I didn't realise he was such a star till we rocked up to under 16s Vic Metro training and. Um, yeah, Dill shaking the head. I'm surprised he's gone <laughs> fit through the door. Um, but all the parents were just going, gee, that's Jimmy Buckley's son. That's and Who's Jim? You know, He's a bit older. We didn't really know that era. But uh, yeah, until you go online and see what he's done, it's it's quite impressive. And as Dill will say, three between you, so one and a half each. One and a half each. <laughs> we share them. Um, so yeah, Dill, but to Dill's credit, under-16s, when I did first meet, Geez, he was a he was a he was
0: a superstar. Back a then. But look, I'm going to get back to the question again <laughs> because I've, we've we've done it three times. Side tracked. It's all D- good. Growing up, going to Carlton with Dad. Look, I always say this. My, my old man never ever put pressure on me once to play footy, and it wasn't until I made the decision that I wanted to play that I actually did. Um, when I got to the club, obviously it was incredible knowing that he'd had such an illustrious career there, three flags. But I say this, and I hope it makes sense. He'd always been my dad, so I didn't know anything different. Mm. I didn't know what it was like to have a dad that didn't play footy did I feel the pressure not at all should I have probably would I have gone better yeah probably if I did I don't know but um no I think it's just really proud for me like I go back there now and people always tell me how much they love him and good to see him and um, you know, you know what fans are like, Tommy, they're, they're pretty honest and they tell me if I was half the player he was, I might have got a few more games. Yeah, you, you,
2: you, you know, you delete Twitter. You delete Twitter if you have a real terrible game. <laughs> you still got Twitter?
0: Oh, I do. I don't check it too often. Yeah. No, the fans are brutal, but we love their honesty. We love the honesty because one thing you learn in a footy club and the footy world is if there's something wrong with it, you're going to find out pretty, pretty quickly. Especially um, with
1: social media these days. Yeah. Your, your dad I, probably would have found out over the fence. Buckle yeah. your shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I think back in his day, he'd probably just meet him at the pub and beat the crap out of him. <laughs> um, people, not a lot of people know this, but your godfather is Alex Jezelenko. Yes, yeah, it's true. Well, how many Carlton people have come around to the house? That if it was, say, me being a footy nuffy, and they walked in, my jaw would drop it at who they are and what they achieved. But for that, for you, that was normal, right?
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was normal. Um... Like, again, I didn't know what these guys had done or who they were. and
1: Unky Alex only took the greatest mark of all time yeah, in the grand final. Yeah.
0: You know? No, it was, it was, it was very – it was strange. But I've, I've been blessed that I've grown up in that sort of environment, I suppose. And even my, um, my cousin, you know, his, his old man is, is Jeff Miles, who played for Ge- uh, Geelong, Collingwood and West Coast. And his son Tay plays at Hawthorne now. And my his sister, so my cousin as well, is actually married to Mitch Duncan. So it's the the family's full of, of footy and it's um it is really cool but it's it's um yeah it's I've been very blessed.
1: Well, another part of the Carlton connection is even deeper for maybe some um, people in Melbourne because I don't think it was allowed to be viewed for a while, but there was a pretty big TV series <laughs> that came out in the early two thousands called Underbelly and the Carlton <laughs> crew was central. to That there's scenes of them at Princess Park uh, watching training and all that type of stuff. Um, your dad had a Connection to them in some way, or, or knew them, or because through the footy club. Can you explain that type of stuff? We're talking about the get Elphons, gangetanos and those kind of gangsters. Yeah, yeah. It's it's connection, loosely connection. I think you'd probably want
0: me to say, but I think they'll just you know they were just obviously big supporters of the club. They loved it um, growing up. Uh, obviously, Dad was you know played some good footy there and was a bit of a character himself. So they'd hang out you know at the games and post matches and whatnot. And yeah, some of the stories are pretty funny. Um, you know i'm pretty sure that dad's jumper was actually buried with alphonse when he when he died in the in the coffin that's yeah, wow. something that's been crossed across. so um that's pretty crazy um i i there was murmurs of of myself my, my sister and myself being babysitted by some certain underworld figures we <laughs> <I probably> can't <laughs> mention back in the day um again i don't remember that but yeah it's um it is crazy but like i said it was more just because they were just you know good people and they didn't want anything um anything out of the ordinary just just wanted good company and i suppose they got it (laughs) it certainly
1: did mate well let's fast forward to, to 2010 um you're 18 months from even being eligible to be drafted and carlton put you in front of the camera and announced that you're going to be A father and son selection because of the fear of the giants potentially taking you as an underage player
0: yeah it's funny how it works um ended up here anyway but um no it's great i I remember they had the pre-listing rule they take the 17 year olds and obviously carlton were were keen at that stage and yeah signed up when i was you know i was still in school and um i don't regret anything in my career at all i never ever regret anything because i've learned so much but it's probably the worst thing that ever happened i think um i just didn't realize what it took to have to work to get somewhere um i look at tommy now and all these guys they probably way overtook me in my 18th 17th and 18th year because i just thought look i'm already there i'm just going to get a call and play 300 games and Mm. and um and go from there and and it just doesn't work like that it's all it's you know we joke around but you you really got to put in the work and i don't think i did Uh, back then when i was when i was a young kid and got there and really got hit in the face my first two years played one game and it probably took um to my third year and i'm lucky i signed three years because who knows if i would have got there but um he scotland really sat me down one day and he just he hit me between the eyes and it was the first time someone had really given me really harsh feedback he said mate like look i'm gonna be retiring and if you don't pull your finger out like you'll be coming with me so do you want to take my spot or not and from there on he just you know i did boxing with him every week and he took me everywhere and still to this day he's one of my biggest um Biggest sort of supports, and um, if I if I need feedback for anything, not just footy but just life, he's he's really taught me about working hard. And um, again, it didn't really work out in footy for me, but I've taken that mindset into off field and just life.
1: Did he change the way you thought about footy then, or is he is he your, your biggest non coaching influence? I guess yeah, hundred percent, yeah.
0: Yeah, he'd be the biggest influence I've ever had in in footy, easily. Um, he's just a hard, he, he, honestly, one of the best players I've ever played with. Uh, people will say he's very underrated, but left and right foot, I've never seen anything like it. He's incredible, incredible player, an incredible person. So, I owe him a lot. Um, I definitely owe him a lot because he, he has taught me a lot. And I'm absolutely rapt for him to get a position. I think he's assistant coach now at North
1: Melbourne, which is incredible. So I'm, I can't wait to see um, see how he goes. So, who, who was at the club at the time that you, you joined player-wise? Did you have... Uh, was Favola still there or had he gone to Brisbane by that stage? <laughs> no, nah, Fav
0: wasn't there. Fav wasn't there. Eddie um, Betts? Cuda wasn't there. Um, Dooley wasn't there. Eddie Betts was there. We had... Because uh, what year did he leave? He left the year... So, I had one year with him, I think, yeah. or two years maybe. So, and that's why you actually
1: managed to win a goal of the year award for Carlton because yeah. he wasn't there.
0: Yeah, we should talk on that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, let's talk on it because we'll, yeah, we've all kicked on. a few snags in our time. Tw- 2015 goal and mark of the year in the one season. 2015
0: was a good year. It was a good year. We could probably do a whole episode on 2015. <laughs> it was uh, It was a good year. No, I, uh, I just got opportunity and... My mate, my good mate, my very good mate, and people think I'm joking, but I do love this bloke, Mickey Moldhouse. Mickey Milkshakes gave me a lot of opportunity. <laughs> he gave me a lot of opportunity, Milkshakes. I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's speaking volumes of him, or just maybe he was losing it and started giving me games. I don't know, but I was I was playing, I was playing under him. You know, whenever he was coaching, and he was giving me good um, good opportunity, and I was playing some good footy, and um, yeah, did did some cool did some cool things but it was it was awesome for me
1: i think it was like the, the you kicked the goal against the bulldogs and you kind of got a bit of congratulations from a bulldogs fan over the fence and it was like a i don't know it was it was it was really weird if you watch the the vision it's normally you'd kind of copper spray over the fence but they were polite enough to actually give you a bit of clap do you reckon it was a sympathy clap or given that you barely get a kick normally or <laughs> 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 Ah, uh, yeah, you could say that. You could say Can that. actually taught me This is coming it. from, from like, the guy that's oh, never was, played. i was looking forward to
2: social media. You'll no doubt have this edited tonight.
0: I've got it as a screensaver, but I'll <laughs> chuck it up on social talk media. Talk me through the players if you're Brian Taylor. Well, I was playing half-back with Tommy, whereas, you know, like I said, mate, that's probably why I played my best footy. Giants drafted me as a forward. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, but I took it because there was nothing else. And uh, I, yeah, just... Just up the up the uh, up the Ford's ass, mate. Just defending and saw it little spurt out there and just bang on the left on the boundary. I was in the. I was actually. Some people thought I was having a pie in the stands. <laughs> I was that far back and it's just gone straight through. I don't know how. Logistically wise, I don't know how it went through. Uh, it was incredible and um, yeah, got a bit of a got it got around me on the fence and uh, that was definitely one of the, one of the good ones.
2: It's a good feeling when you walk in the. Did you get the win that night?
0: Probably not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: you would have thought. Oh, I love kicking Goal of the year. Done yeah. my job. Oh, 100%. 100%. And that's all that matters. Uh, personal <laughs> personal accolades. <laughs> no, you know what? I, actually, I just totally remember this game. It's actually funny because this game, again, I was playing halfback and um young player by the name of Caleb Daniel actually mm. debuted this night. And he was on the sub and he came on. And you know when you're playing half back, you go, yes, I'm taking this bloke. Because you just think, like, I'm on tonight. He just wears, a, right, helmet. He's wears a helmet. He's definitely soft. Debuting. Yeah. He's debuting. He's wearing a helmet. Um... I've just kicked goal of the year. It's going to be fucking fantastic.
2: I'll take this fight. I'll take this fight. It's going to be we great. All, we
0: all do that half back. I've dead set him up for one of the best careers of all time. I'm not even kidding, mate. He had about 15 on me in a quarter. And I was trying to hand him over to everyone. Yaz uh, was, was playing that game as well. And, and I was like, Yaz, Bras, we'll swap. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, bros. No, nah, bros. And I was like, oh, God, okay. So Caleb Daniel, mate, I'm still waiting for a thank you because I've set him up for one of the best careers of all time. I've given him nothing but confidence going into that career.
1: Set him up for a flag, just a reminder. Well. <laughs> Bulldogs should be paying me. <laughs> we'll have to get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> mate, the um the mark of the year is all Taken on one of your all time great oh, mates. It's,
0: it's touched on, mate. It, 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 we'll talk about it again. It was one of the best marks of all time. Um, nothing but bravery. People talk about Jonathan Brown, Nick Rewalt, but they don't talk about Dylan Buckley in the same in the same uh, sentence. Um, it was a clearance. Trent Cochin, I think it was one of many probably, and uh, I was playing. I got the job on Leeds that night. Um. Ball going over the head. And you know you know me, I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm a junkyard dog, mate. I'm going for it. <laughs> Bravers all come. Uh, Brett DeLidio didn't want a bar of it. He knew it was going back. He didn't want to put his body on the line. But I've nudged him under. <laughs> tip, tip, tip. I've fallen over actually mid. I think I've, you landed on your head. I've tripped. I've actually tripped. People think I, fa- I dived, but I actually tripped. And somehow I've marked it. To this day, I'll be honest, I didn't know Jack Reilly was behind me and it's looked like i've done the bravest thing ever and fully just taken his legs out from under him but um i didn't know that and um yeah that was a good one
2: and we we love talon lids that story in the oh
0: my it's actually me and brett we've bonded this year you know over a lot of calf injuries and just good times he's a great man but (laughs) i'm telling you now if there's one bloke that doesn't like that story it's Brett (laughs) i'm genuinely just joking about that story but not really because it's true he actually gave
2: you a mention in his Retirement. Speech. He gave
0: me a mention in the retirement speech, ending it saying, look,
1: oh, yeah, the press I want to, conference I want to
0: address something here. There's been a lot of rumors being spread about me and my career and I was thinking, gee what's going on here? Something actually happened.
1: Mm.
0: He took it back. He named the stats of that night and um, yeah, brought out his Tissot watch that he actually
1: won on me. So <laughs> he got the last laugh. <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he definitely doesn't take the drag to the goal square thing too well.
0: He, no, he doesn't, because that's not true. I didn't take him to the golf square. I was playing on him, so it is it is funny. He's a very competitive man, Brett, but um, we love a bit of banter, don't we? We Everyone. do. He's <laughs>
1: ultra competitive. <laughs> <laughs> you, you touched on Mick Mouldhouse, but your coaches as well, Brett Radden at the Rats, time? What yep. was he like as a coach, um, given especially now he's the Saints coach? So
0: I've got a funny story about Brett Radden, actually. My first year, like I said, I, I've probably painted the picture a lot, but I just had no idea what I was doing. Um, I'd, one game, I'd kick four, and then the next game, I'd, I'd literally have no possessions at all, and... I remember we had this one game out at Box Hill in the VFL, and I think I'd literally had two touches. And um, he came up to me one day, he goes, what are you doing? I was like, this was actually, this is like the Monday after. And I was like, oh, mate, I, don't, I just don't know, like, don't know what happened. He goes, no, he goes, no, no, I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, <laughs> "I was like, no, I, I honestly don't, like, I'm not, not sure. He's like, yeah, yeah, right. And then just walked off. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, love, we love that
0: that was great for the confidence what well, a really way good. to
1: fill him with confidence yeah as well, that was though. great
0: so um no that was good you what know? were you doing
1: that day it's pretty tough yeah, to get yeah.
0: no I think out. he was right it was a fair question because I wasn't playing footy um <laughs> it, was a, it was a fair question
1: I reckon it's harder to get two touches than it
0: is to get 40 100% 100% um haven't had 40 but I've had two so <laughs> I'll try the 40 next time um no but Brett uh, Brett Ram was awesome and I'm actually wrapped to see him, him get another gig he's been great for me as well I've always kept contact and He's been really, really good. Um, Do you think he was harshly done by by yeah, Carlton? Yeah, hundred percent. Looking back now, when you're 18, you have no idea. But I think
1: we made the finals that year, and he got let go. Was it
0: or was
1: he... uh, it may have been Mick that got you guys to finals the first year? No, no,
0: no. We def Carlton definitely made finals in West Coast. I remember we played West Coast in a in a final. You played or I was watching. <laughs> I definitely remember because we were, we were watching that. So Steve. Stiff. Yeah. I was stiff that yeah. week. I, I just come off two and <laughs> I was hoping to get called up. Um, no, nah, he was definitely uh, done by. And yeah, I, I'm not one to comment on that, but I, I have no idea. But yeah, it was exciting that um, he's got the new job.
1: Uh, last one at uh, Carlton being Brendan Bolton.
0: Yeah, so I had Mick, uh, Rats, Mick, Johnny Barker for a few weeks. And then Bolts, who was, you know, he's one of a kind, Bolts. Um, he was... One of the most switched on units I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything like it. Probably a little bit, yeah, a little bit too switched on for me. That's probably why it didn't work out too well. I just, I was overthinking everything too much. But he's he's an incredibly elite thinker of the game and and sees the game. So he's going to do good things in the future. Uh, And then obviously Leon, lethal Leon Cameron. He was fantastic as well. Um, One of the best masterclass of coaching I've seen. Getting the boys into the finals was unreal.
1: We're going to touch on Brendan Bolton though. With your exit interview you kind of told me a bit of a story about how that happened where for a while in 2017 you were going to still be at carlton sorry no 20 uh 2018 you're still going to be at carlton because the end of 2017 season your exit interview and for a while there you were going to be contracted and
0: oh yeah yeah well i actually wasn't going to be contracted but they said they were going to do that so basically what happened was when i was getting delisted they said look deal. we're going to let you go but because I really got on with them well, and because um, I'm just a genuine good good bloke, um, they said we're not going to delist you yet. We're going to keep you and try and trade you. And um, yeah, that was that was unreal. So basically, yeah, they it was it was a very emotional meeting. We had Stephen Savani and and Bolts in there, and we we're all sort of tearing up and saying goodbye. But we had to keep it on the down low for like nearly six months. Mu- oh, not six. Would have been probably three months that they were going to delist me. Everyone knew. They went stupid. I hadn't played that year. I played one game that year and they knew that I was going to go. So it was really nice the
1: way they did that for me, though I, I still appreciate it to this day. I reckon we, we've missed something, though, here in the 2016 season. Tommy, you've got it down there. A certain game against Essendon? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, all these. he there. comes in with a bloody computer. We talk about it before that we're going to talk about the all-time great behind. Oh, where, I was yeah, 2016. Oh, come on, oh mate. So <laughs> that to, was a career. Let me I just like. touch on that one. Yeah, I've come seen on, the bring footage. it in, Tommy. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I didn't wow. know which year it was.
0: <laughs> this is incredible. Um, the professionalism of it, this podcast. It is,
2: it is an unbelievable one. I think every bloke that watches TV and watches footy and a bloke that kicks a what he thinks is a goal, and he misses, and carries on. You call him an absolute peanut. Bucks, talk us through this one because you've you've carried on for like thirty seconds, and Jesus, a good celebration. Look,
0: Tommy, you know one thing about me, mate. That's I love a goal. I love a goal. I love a chocolate, and uh it's <laughs> yeah, it was disappointing um, on the G, the second home there for a few years. I was just tearing it up as per <laughs> usual, and I think Big Joey Dano was chasing me. I just shrugged him off and. Bang, straight through, flushed it, um, as you know, and the fans will. I love one from outside 50. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was heading straight through and off-counted the chickens before they've hatched. How many minutes till it
2: went through, you reckon, you go? Oh,
0: yep. Off the boot called it. Yeah. I've off and the turned bo- around. Turned around. Just, Steph Curry-like. Just, yeah, yeah, Just yeah, going just in. Off the boot, just going, whoa, that felt good. Someone's and, giving you a high-five as well as you've come Oh, through. yeah, me and, me and Nick Graham, then Puss Graham, we are just going off celebrating. Um, I was giving it to the crowd, absolutely going bananas. Oh, good. And... Um, it would have been probably a good ten second celebration we're still carrying on and they've kicked the point in the, the boys it. already played on and we i remember kate simpson goes oi
1: <laughs> set up <laughs> and i was like
0: shit
2: all right <laughs> to be honest though if there was an award for behind of the year you probably that was it. it home as well the the,
0: the the gut-wrenching feeling was it didn't hit me till after the game where one of the boys said to me mate that's so embarrassing and i go yeah, shit, that's going to be everywhere. Yeah. That's going to be everywhere. And um, it was. Which we love. We love that. We love the good press.
1: <laughs> when you played 41, you need, oh, you need some. Oh, I And if that's
0: what I'm known for, then um, I'm pretty
1: wrapped. Yeah, it's-, exactly right. it's still up there on Reddit as well if yeah. you want to go check it out. No, that's You not, won't want to, but not. maybe yeah, the listeners will.
0: KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow! In the AFL this week, there are some huge games: Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break. Stream play exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks. Free during play exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup exclusive to Fox footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Now they will.
2: So, Dil, I've got some random questions here, mate. Very random. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So talk us through, um, so apparently your beautiful mother, we will give her a shout out. Oh,
0: she's a stunning, um, uh, can I get a quick shout out to mum because she listens to every episode obviously and oh, she's a star. Couldn't have done it without you mum, absolutely the best person in the world, so thank you.
2: Very nice. Oh, and <laughs> can, can I give her a
1: shout out as
0: well? You, no, she hates you. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to give her a shout out? Yeah, come on,
1: right. like, so thanks for it. Um, I left my wallet and last year we recorded a podcast with oh, yes. um, Razor, Ray. Razor Ray and I left my wallet in Dill's car and um, she was nice enough not just to give it back but she actually like wrapped it up in gift paper yeah, so she's, it was, she's it was a, pretty special she's incredible. Dil
2: must be adopted I can tell you
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, he would have taken the wallet
2: and the yeah. cash <laughs> back to Deb is it, stu- is it true she still cuts your hair with a bowl <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh for the point of the podcast yeah okay yeah
2: yeah what do you call it like the the old i call it the, a mullet i call it the
0: i call it the business in the front party in the back it's, brother. it's party, just mate. it's very it's very just this bloke's you, you look at him and you go geez this well this bloke's means business and then he turns around and you go but he has a bit of fun as well doesn't he, <laughs> wow. shit, yeah. he he's, he's a good man but no look the haircut look mate as i said be yourself everyone else is taken it, it every year <laughs> It's funny, I look back on my haircuts and I go, geez, that stinks. And I go, at least I've got a good one now. So I know that like, I'm going to think that in two years time. Oh,
2: Moving on to your old man. um, (laughs) Is it true that you still kiss him on the
1: lips? (laughs) (laughs) That is a
0: genuine... I just don't even know why you put that in now because I can tell people are just going to... What What? where why would you even think of that?
2: <laughs> I don't know mate, I asked Deb, and she said he still kisses him on you the You asked who?
0: Who'd you ask? Deb. Oh, that is weird. Um But yes, I do.
2: <laughs> um Peter Jackson, the, the great director of Lord of the Rings, did he call you the first play Frodo? Is that true?
0: Oh far out. Yes, mate. Uh yes. What do you You've want me to do? been
2: stopped there though, internationally yeah, internationally renowned. Internationally internationally
0: yep, yep. In south america um we're in uh, where were we somewhere it was good and um yeah some we're out at a, having a few beers few quiet ones and um a girl came up to me and obviously i don't speak spanish too well after unless after a six-pack i speak it pretty well <laughs> six pack. And, and then um a girl came up to me and she had a necklace and then the necklace was a ring. And she's just like putting it in front of my face. And I was like, "I was like, what are you doing? Are they just trying to hypnotize me or something like that? I was like, what is going on? And she goes, Frodo, Frodo, found the ring. And I was like, oh my God. And for then, like I'd always known that I, there was a few resemblance people knew. And that hit me then. I was like, gee whiz, I must actually look like this boy.
1: One of my biggest regrets, Tommy, is that um, Elijah Wood was in Sydney mm. this year. I don't think it was like... Uh, what's that that expo? Comic-Con. Comic-Con. And one of my biggest regrets is that we didn't get yeah. them together because that will. would have been amazing. What? It's got to happen. He'll be coming he'll. on the pod. Get him yeah, on the pod. Yeah, yeah, he'll
2: come on. We need him on here. <laughs> um, now, this is quite fresh. Unfortunately, um, you've been delisted twice. Um, <laughs> two-time. Two-time. i <laughs> Dad's a three-time. I'm a two-time. Just different <laughs> things. <laughs> um, no, it is very sad. But is it true... Is it true that Jazz has given you a present for being delisted <laughs> the second time, but not the first time?
0: Yes, it is. It is true. She, uh, the, the beautiful girl, my beautiful partner of nearly 10 years, gave me a nice watch for being delisted. And uh, gee whiz, it's beautiful. Tissot, thank you very much for that. It looks um, a bit like Brett Deledio's. It now. does look a bit like that. It, it does look a bit like Ernie Wanted on <laughs> me. But um, no, she gave me that. She actually gave me another book of all the photos of my career in a book and i it was the only time I've teared up this week.
1: D- Dill's not even updated the clock for daylight saving so he's now behind at the moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all do
2: know that he loves telling the time in the locker room. <laughs>
1: You're wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. okay. Um, moving on. Yeah, way. moving on. So you obviously, you've got a pretty good rig. I can't talk. I've got a sloppy rig but is it true that your Carlton gym coach banned you from wearing singlets in the gym? That's 100%
0: true, 100%. I was there for six years. That's quite rough. And it was funny because, you know, when you go to a club and you're skinny and, you know, you can probably comment on this because, well, you're never skinny, but um, (laughs) you you go to a club and you, you look around in your first week and you go, all right, well, this bloke's been there for three years. He's got that rig, so I'll have that in three years. And then this bloke's been there for six. Gee whiz, I'll get six years. I'll get that rig. Just never happened. It just didn't work out like that for me. And... We had, a good, we had a good weights coach at Carlton. His name was Rexy Livingston, and he was one of the most ruthless blokes you'll ever meet in your life. And we got along really well, but as you can imagine, I like to talk a lot. He didn't like that. Got myself into a bit of trouble, and uh, one, of the, one of the punishments that ended up lasting for six years was I wasn't allowed to wear singlets in the gym. He, he, told, me that he, he told me that my arms were disgusting and he never wanted to look at them.
2: <laughs> well, geez, lucky I didn't go to Carlton. <laughs>
0: you would have been wearing a skiffy
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh... How are you, Tommy boy? Oh, before I tell you, what are you wearing? This tea? Yeah, the t-shirt. It's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, tell me more about it.
0: Mate, it's an Aussie cotton tea from Bonds. It's an everyday wardrobe essential. It's available in loads of colours, lots of shapes, and it's one of your favourite basics.
2: Oh, Bonds have done it again. Tell me more about it. Mate,
0: the best thing about it is that when you buy one, you're supporting Aussie farmers and farming communities across the country. Can it get any better than that? <laughs>
2: I don't think it can deal.
0: Head to www.bonds.com.au. Hang
2: on a second. Say it again. <laughs>
0: www.bonds.com.au. Yoohoo!
2: <laughs> 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 All right, mate. So, we am going to talk about footy experiences, some unique ones. Yeah. Um, rehab. We've been in rehab, oh, I think, most of the year, unfortunately. For,
0: for footy, not for. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> we should be in another rehab mentally because we've lost our minds doing these cross-training sessions. What's it like when Brad Newton, the great man, he comes oh, up to you, Dill, and he goes, oh, Dill, um, you've just done your 18th calf. Here's a 1600 He's, swim. <laughs> oh,
0: Brad, it's, it's hard. For all the, for those people who don't know, that at every club there's a bloke, and they're always the best blokes, which makes it the, the hardest, and they're the blokes that run the rehab programs, and obviously you want to be training. So when you're not training... You've just done a calf, you walk off the track, you don't really want to talk to anyone, and poor old Brad walks up to me and says, Hey mate, how you going? Here's a you oh, you've done your you've done your eighth calf. He's a twenty minute bike programme. I go, Brad, go f yourself, mate. Seriously. I've just I've just I've just done my eighth calf and, and Brad copped it. He copped it a bit for me this year because I uh I, I couldn't be bothered doing uh doing bikes and doing ellipticals and um I, I do I did apologize to him at the BNF, actually. He, he did see the worst of me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was one moment, though, at rehab. We, we walked over to the pool. Um, it was in pre-season, actually. And, and we were with a couple of big key positioners. They got the rig out to swim a few laps. And there was, I think there was, I don't know, we'll just say a few schools there for a big carnival. It was a packed arena. Mm-hmm. And they, were th- they thought we were Olympic swimmers. And yeah. you've got up on the diving board <laughs> and said have a look at these girls and you've done the big frog splash i think it, it was probably one of their highlights of the year
0: yeah it was good it was it was funny um where the giants actually getting cheered for once but there was a big crowd there there was a big crowd there and we uh, i jumped up on the diving box and they, they must have thought i was Ian thought I, I don't know what they thought but i was clap i did the old clap and they were getting around me they went nuts they, they literally thought i was justin bieber and um, for 50 metres, it was, it was incredible.
2: Yeah, it was unique. Even the, um, They even had security run out and pull these, these, uh, these school kids yeah, they, away. Um, one of the highlights of the year for Man U. Let's, let's, touch, on, let's touch on the fans. Um, oh, we, we love the fans. We um, do. We're, f- we're, met, we're, we're very, we're very grateful people. for their honesty. Talk to me about the good and the bad.
0: <laughs> There's no bad, Tommy. They're all good, mate. Um, <laughs> they're all good. <laughs> No, it's been good. I've obviously been at Carlton, where it's a massive club, and they've got some incredible supporters. Um, it be remiss of me not to mention a few. Uh, Tina at Carlton, she was, you know, from day one, she just jumped on board and supported everything I've ever done. So thank you to her. And uh, young Jack from the Giants, gee whiz, he's a, he's a good band, young Jackie. He uh, he's made him and he, him and his mum and dad and and sister. They make some fantastic signs. They get to the, the Giants games and subscribe to the Dylan Friends podcast. Sign gets around. Dylan Buckley, you rock. Um, it's quite embarrassing because there's there's no there's no other signs around there, but just. <laughs> You know they come to the knee full and there's about four people watching and they've got this sign by three meters by three meters just Dylan Buckley rocks. Um, it, everyone thinks it's my mum, but it, it, it was yeah the, the support you get in the AFL and even just everyone that's listening, thank you so much. It's 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 been awesome and I hope you you hope you join in.
1: Have you had bad experiences though?
0: Have I had bad experiences? I, I obviously you've got bad experiences in in everything, but you just got to try and take it with a grain of salt. I think um, when you're a footy player. People think that you're invincible and you can sort of take anything. And I suppose I'm a pretty jovial character, so people think that they're my best mate straight away. And I think sometimes things can come off the wrong way when people say them. But I know it's all coming from a good spot. Um, But yeah, I think that would be one thing that was... It's tough when people just sort of come in and, and say things where you sort of, they probably haven't got the runs on the board to say that. Especially because I've just met them. Yeah.
1: Do you cop that as well, Tommy, given the, the kind of shtick that you guys have had on the, the Sunday footy show from time to time where you pair up, they they see, you know, the the mm. larger-than-life personality at, at times and they, they come waltzing in and, you know, they expect something different?
2: Oh, you just give them everything you got. There's not many of them, so you give giving you give them plenty. But there you don't you don't go on Facebook and scroll through the comments. Uh, you'd be silly. I, I Cam Suckliff, big shout out to him. When we were at Frero last year, uh Gee whiz, some of the um, the comments that he used to screenshot and send me just I said, Cam, give it a rest, pal. Yeah. Um I've been pretty, has I've been come pretty back.
0: lucky. I've never copped anything too yeah. vicious for from- I think we
2: were called the turnover merchants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said, Cam, that's you, not me. Um, oh, geez, I've copped it. But, you know, we love that. We love that. Um, that's just a part of it. But, yeah. Dil, you, so, when you were drafted, you were talked about as one of the, you know, one of the most lightning blokes off the mark. He was. Um, amazing skills. Powerful right peg, especially Nothing's outside changed. 50 so you enter the halftime sprint generous grand <laughs> final everyone's going you will be guilty. yes and you haven't made the final oh mate. i mean what are you doing no it's a it's bit it. like what your old coach said oh, what no. was that
0: yeah, seriously <laughs> what was that mate I, I, one thing about me tommy and i think you've got the same problem i've got a big mouth and it was the week before i do have a massive mouth. the week the week before i at training had again we talk about it, but i'd done my calf for training and i said look it's my last two weeks I'm not even going to report this. I'm just going to get through because I want to train with the boys and be a part of it, grand final week, get the boys up and about. Oh, geez, you lost your voice <laughs> getting them up, the old, the old one-two. I did, and I, I didn't want to miss out, so I didn't say anything. But when they came to me and said, do you want to do the grand final sprint? I said, yeah, mate, I'm keen. I'm keen. <laughs> bit of cash involved, big fellas out there. So I forgot about. I totally had forgotten about the calf. And then I remembered, and I thought, well, geez, I can't say it because I want to train next week. I was in a bit of a dilemma. Then I got in the show, pumped myself up, going, hey, I'm going to win the sprint. When All went in my mind, I'm thinking, I've got a torn calf. I'm not <laughs> even going to get through this race. So, um, yeah, got out there, did the heat. Uh, unfortunately, didn't didn't qualify um, because I could hardly run. But um, gee whiz, there were some fast boys out there, mate.
2: Yeah, I've done that as well. A couple of years ago, come seventh in the heat. Um yeah, they're quicker than you think, don't they?
0: <laughs> Big Ben King. I, I, Straight line running is different to on the field, whiz. isn't it? It was funny, mate, because I, I had them for about 30 metres and I was the first 30 I was out there in the front. I just nearly started celebrating. And, um, <laughs> Unlike you, you to go early. Before, no, yeah. no, it's not like me to go early in everything, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it was. It, they just came humming home and um, I thought, you can have it, mate. Well done. Jeez, you've had a
2: good career. Um, you know me, mate. I'm not the best at English when I was at school, but no, very good right. at math. Yeah. Um, you played 41. It's an average of 5.1 games
0: a year. Gee whiz!
2: What was your best year?
0: What are the stats? Two two fifteen was when I won everything. Yeah. How many games I should here? <laughs> <load. laughs> should, <laughs> <load>. should, <laughs> br- should have interviewed Razor a few. Should, oh, don't worry. A few years know, earlier. That, yeah.
2: Average 0.4 goals a game. We'll blame that on halfback.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I kick more goals at halfback than I forward. Half forward's the worst vision in the game. I Who was your know. forward
2: coach? You won't like hearing that. Don't worry. Subbed <laughs> off 25 times and forced a rule change. Get
0: out of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a I good man, you mate. You got you rid of the, sto- the sub rule for me. I told you the story about getting subbed off, and that mm. was when I tried that 45-meter-45 45, 45 45 <laughs> angle uh, kick into the middle of the ground at Etihad, and um, yeah, Mick didn't like that one.
2: No, they don't like the 45s. The Rossi line used to call them the hot dog. Just Talk down with- the
0: line, buddy. I Stop said, okay.
2: Trying to work out what a hot dog still is. <laughs> Just kick it on a 45 in the back line. You'll work it out. Um, as you know, one of my closest mates at the Giants, it's been a very tough week um, seeing you go. And But what was even tougher was seeing you leave the WhatsApp group. Oh, that hurt. Um, you are the king of memes. I've been on the end of them, which I love. Um, what was it like? It it. it, it doesn't look good when you left it was like oh that sucks
0: that really hurt uh yeah i, I remember we i woke up after the B and F and thought you know that's that's last sort of formality and didn't want to be one of those blokes that holds on and i was probably a little bit hung over a little bit depressed and and i thought gee whiz maybe it's time now to just send the boys a message and and you know get out of there so i just sort of sent a message saying boys it's been bloody fantastic um thanks so much for everything you know i'll always be there if you need me and um i'm I'm here here for you if you need me and just did the old leave group and gee whiz that was that was one of the toughest that was it was hard it was actually really hard to say goodbye and um yeah the you know the whatsapp group at any club is is fantastic and gee whiz we have some banter in it and um Especially over the last four weeks, we've been sending in some some very, very funny material and most of it's mine. And um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, more or less, I just feel sorry for you guys.
2: Yeah, well, you you did say... You're just not going to have anyone to do anything. You did say if anyone needs to do ground balls, you'll be here. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you've had 20 blokes that you are. (laughs) Tommy, is it true that the first message straight after he left the group was saying, he's gone?
2: (laughs) (laughs) From multiple blokes, actually. I can imagine. Yeah, so um, moving on to a few... Household stories. I've got a few actually.
0: <laughs> this is what I'm nervous about.
2: Um, <laughs> So is it true you burnt your eyebrows off trying to light a stove when you cooked your first meal in your new
0: house? Tommy, I did not burn my eyebrows off. I burnt my face off. <laughs> Talk it, me through. It was, Talk me through this one. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but basically it was yeah, it was dangerous. Um, you know me, I panic. I panic a bit. Um, I always do two things, three things at once, and gee whiz, I was... I was doing it that day. I, I I had a house in McLeod, and I was doing a bit of stuff outside. I just ordered a um a wood chipper, for some reason. I I'd, I'd cut down a tree and thought, why not make some fucking tan bark for the day? And thought that would be pretty funny. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> and yeah, then I was going inside. I was about to head out for dinner, so I just had a shower. Um, I was heading out for dinner and thought I'm pretty hungry, so I might quickly heat up something on the stove. Not sure why I did that. I was just about to eat, and um. Yeah, the, the gas wasn't working because um, me plumber, my best mate, um, obviously didn't know how to do it properly. And so I had the gas on, had the phone at my ear ordering the wood chipper and instead of just turning the gas off and doing it again, I was like, oh, I saw, I saw some lighters earlier. I'll go and get them. So I was looking oh, for the no. lighters for about a minute while the gas is still just going oh. all in the kitchen on the phone to ordering this wood chipper. Oh, no. And I've leant down to light... I had the phone placed between my ear and my shoulder like leaning down to light up the match to light the gas and um yeah i lit my face on fire it was it was undoubtedly one of the stupidest things i've ever done and straight away i knew something wasn't right i'd, I'd actually just put on aftershave which didn't help as well um i'd lit it up so basically i just sort of like you know what when something wearing like that gasoline? happens you just sort of think shit just Give it three seconds, just see what's going on, because obviously nothing had kicked in yet. I was just thinking, like, what's going on here?
2: Let's talk about what what'd you... Like, you looked in the mirror and you go, righto, what I'm going to do is... Yeah,
0: well, that's the thing. I hadn't even, like, at this stage, I'd just been like, all right, shit, that... I can smell some burnt hair. Um, face is... <laughs> Melted. Like, genuinely What'd you put, like, you put a pot, did you
2: put a wet towel or something Mate, like that?
0: Mate, you go into that survival mode. You just go, bang. I remember, I'm a big doco man, you know that. Yeah, I'm a big doco man, and... um I remember watching something about burns, just getting cold water on. So I go straight to the shower. I'm sitting under the shower with cold water, and I go, "Gee whiz, I feel fine. Like, it doesn't even hurt. That feels like totally good." So I turn the shower off, and I go, "Oh," f-
1: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: it was the most excruciating pain I've had. So if, if I don't have cold water on it. I couldn't like hold my face. So I didn't want anyone to panic, and I was home alone. So I've got my phone. And I'm like, "Oh, we had two doctors at the club this day. So I called one, and I was like, "Mate, look." <laughs> how you going, all good, yeah, look, like, just burnt my eyebrows off, just a bit of a mishap, like, all good. Nothing big, just He goes, yeah, yeah, up. just keep the cold water on it, mate, you'll be fine, all good. And I go, okay, cool, cool, cool. I was like, oh, geez, this is really hurting. Like, I couldn't even, I. I couldn't get the water off. So I'm in the shower calling him, like, in, like, out of the water phone, out of the water phone. And I call the next one, I go, mate, look, this is what's happened again. What do you reckon? He goes, yeah, yeah, just keep the cold water on. He goes, but just send me a photo of your face so, like, I know great. it's not too... You know, not too bad. So you know, I've taken a selfie. I've I pretty much clicked send, and he started calling me back straight away. He said, "Get to emergency now," <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, okay." So your wig out? out you would have been. But like, I didn't Oof. want. I don't like it when I know my partner Justine and my mum they panic. So I didn't want them to panic. I didn't want them to. I didn't want them to take me to the hospital because I was home alone. So I thought, look, I'm just going to go by myself because otherwise they're going to freak out. I'll be fine. It's all good. So I got a towel drenched it in wet water, had a bucket in the car, cut out two eye holes and drove to the drove to emergency with like a towel on my face with like the eyes cut out. <laughs> and I've got, I've got to emergency, I'm sitting there and like, you know how bad it is when people just can't stop staring at you, just going like, gee whiz, this bloke's bad. Like, I'm pretty sure a guy walked in, he had a heart attack and he goes, no, no, let this guy go in for me. <laughs> oh, that's how bad it was. I was just like, shit. So yeah, anyway, long story short i'm sitting there they've got this gel on my face i was in there for probably probably six hours just sitting there they're just you know doing all the stuff and she said to me the actual chick said to me she goes you are so lucky because if you didn't put water on your face you'd have scarring for life mm. and this is a money maker mate this is this is <laughs> it's a head for it's podcasts. Bomb, it's it? everything yeah. <laughs> is, this is the money maker so i am very lucky but the funny the funniest part was look and we'll get some photos up, but Oh yeah. It was it wasn't a good time, it was off season. I had a lot on. I didn't want to miss it. So I didn't. And I, I was rocking up to these things and people genuinely thought I was like a... a it, it was bad. Like, I was yeah, I've seen I was actually a you know, I was technically I was a Burns victim. That, that, and yeah, yeah, it's shocking. I, I you know, I'm not joking when I say that. Like I actually had to apply cream on my face every day, I had to wear sunscreen for six months, like special type um lost all the hair on my face had no eyebrows my sister had to draw them on for me all the time yeah, i heard
2: that you were drawing them on for two weeks we with had, black
0: texture. oh we had to draw them on yeah it was longer <laughs> than that i'll tell you what you think a bad haircut's bad mate Try burn your eyebrows off they grow that slowly oh i don't know that haircut's pretty <laughs> bad <laughs> <laughs> the worst part was um rocking up to the club and seeing the boys and I, it was probably four weeks after and i thought oh, i'm okay now it's all good and i remember i'll never forget i walked in and Murph walked around the corner 20 meters away and he goes "Holy shit no, no, no. <laughs> what happened to your face?" So um I thought it was good but yeah obviously it, it took a, it took a good time to recover.
2: Yeah it's um <laughs> I am lo- looking forward to everyone I mean I'm not really looking forward the photo that you've got is real bad. Yeah. Um did you get the wood chipper in the end? <laughs> no no I just I
0: politely actually called the guy and said man I'm going to have to
2: call you back and just no, no. Mate you've um you've done some some stupid things in your life. Talk to us about you and your old man. You're obviously very tight, a great relationship.
0: Yeah. Um, talk to me about how he was after you flooded his house. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a highlight of the relationship. I'll tell you that. And um, I think a lot of people have done this before, but um, being the kid, you know, kid being stupid. How old were you? I would have been. I reckon I would have been fourteen. So, yeah, I would have been fourteen. The first time, so your dad'll be going. Uh, he well, knows what in the first time. <laughs> he anyway, knows right from wrong. So, as you do when you're a kid, you're looking recover. I was running the bath, so I got home, running the hot bath, um, and went upstairs on the phone, just chatting. Um, phone this time. Screen pre, time. This was, this was pre pre um, Justine, so probably just chatting to multiple women.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty sure You little player. Jumped into that mate I'm sure it was. Jeez, edit that one, would you? Yeah, right? I, think and, I um, might need to. Yeah, I was upstairs. <laughs> I was upstairs on the phone. Anyway, uh, obviously, just totally forgot about the bath. About an hour's gone by. Walked downstairs and, uh, yeah, hit the water. And I go, gee whiz, (laughs) turn the light on. I'm not kidding, the whole house. And we got carpet. He's flooded, like, the whole house. And I go, shit. Um, Mum mum and Jess are away. They were actually in Europe. My sister was living in um, Germany at this stage. So it was just me and Dad. And... um. Yeah, I remember going, this isn't good. This is not good at all. <laughs> and dad got home. What time did he get home? Like after the bath? He, he, the, the, not the, you know, yeah, the worst part was he'd been at the races all day. Oh, so he's pissed. He had a few beers. Oh, and yeah, Alphonse in tow. <laughs> he just walked in and he goes, what? and i go dad dad Big dad cheer. and he goes what the? and I'm my dad dad i'm sorry i'm sorry he goes i'm not mad i'm not mad i'm but just what the? and i was like far out so anyway i turned the bath off um, <laughs>
1: next
0: day next day we had someone in to clean it all up we cleaned it all up and yeah, um, it wasn't good, mate. We had to drench the carpet out. It, it probably set him back a few, but um, Tommy, the worst part was, mate, it happened again. <laughs> oh, no, don't, no. I did the same thing again, and I'm talking probably within four months. <laughs> oh, no. And, mate, Dad come home again. From the races? I can't tell you what he said that time. Oh. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't good. I've done it twice, and um, yeah, gee whiz, we, we got through it, but uh, it, it took a while. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I could just imagine that. That's, um, that's a fantastic story. Um, Mate, talk me through where you learned... Oh, you you, oh, you, talked about how you're not allowed to wear singlets in the gym, but jeez, you love getting naked. <laughs> I've never seen a man just so happy with himself
0: naked. Uh, I, look, I've got nothing to be proud about, mate. But I... Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't know where you're going with this. Where, but where,
2: I, where did you come up with this naked handstand special? It's a, It's a locker room special. <laughs> Who taught you this
0: stuff? And if if no one's taught you it, where'd you come up with it? Gee whiz, we can go into this now, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those things, mate. I always just like to get the boys up, and you know, playing playing footy. Sometimes the boys need someone to get them up, and I thought, you know, that's my role. Um, would love would like to do that for the guys each and now and then to get everyone <laughs> up and about. And um, yeah, the boys love that one. Cade Simpson's favorite, actually. He he, he liked that one. Um, Explain what you do. I, pretty, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, mate. It's called the naked handstand. <laughs> there's a bit of twerking in that involved as well. No, no, no. There's yeah. no twerking. There's no twerking. It's um. It's just, yeah, just get up there. And oh, oh, as you know, mate, I'm pound for pound one of the, the strongest blokes you've seen. So I can do a few. You think Ackermanis can do a few push-ups? So I can do a few. I was up there for a while. Um, <laughs> That was good fun. So no, look, I think it's funny, mate. It's, like, all the boys know out there and, and girls, I suppose. Whatever you, what happens in the change room stays there and it's... um. It was probably the spot where I, I got best on more times than I did on the footy, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's good. Um, we're going to lead into fashion. I know you're, a, you're the fashion king, you call yourself. Um, you, you love your bridge climb hat. Where would you purchase it? Why do you wear it every day?
0: Well, I didn't actually purchase that hat. I, Jake, my housemate, actually did it with his missus and I just like the hat, so I stole it uh there's two so i've got i've been rotating, rotating two for the last two years um but i've a little bit of a funny thing with hats i've had i've had three hats in my life that i wear and i have a rule that i don't buy them i just find them so the hat comes to me i had another one that <laughs> i found my, my hobby hats yeah <laughs> I, I, I had another one that i found on a, on in the gold coast Currawa surf lifesaving club when i say found it was questionable it was probably someone's i just picked it up and took it and um i, I rocked that for a, a couple of years and then i found the bridge climb and now that's a, that's the goal until i find another one then that kind of sums up your, your, your kit i mean <laughs> you do wear your dad's cargo pants regularly <laughs> did you steal them off him as well oh coming from you mate seriously i uh this I do- is your
2: kit correct me if i'm wrong bridge climb hat airpods sometimes one in just so you pretend like you're listening to us <laughs> dad's cargo pants 80 dollar yeezy socks and I will say, as expensive as they get, the most elite shoes you can find on the market. Um,
0: yeah, I, I do love my shoes. I do love my sneakers. I'm a bit of a sneaker freaker and that's probably the only thing I do spend my money on. Um, definitely not hats. But I, I do love my sneakers and my socks. Socks are a big thing for me. I don't like socks like as in pattern socks, but they're just socks that are comfortable. So the shoes are good. I, I, I like going a bit oversized on all the clothes because I'm pretty skinny, so it makes me look a bit bigger.
2: Big lats, though. You do have the pull-up record for your weight. Pull-up record, yep. Um, We'll lead into Frankie. Oh. Now, you... you, (laughs) That's great. You do have a ridiculous love affair with Frankie. Um, Your girlfriend reckons you regularly serenade her with your guitar. You sing her love songs and you also (laughs) sing goodnight songs to her. At the moment, you're actually trying to convince Jake, your housemate, to move out of his room so that she can have her own bed in Paddington. She is easily your best friend and the love of your life. You regularly remind Juz that she is number two. Is
0: that true? Oh, mate, that's no true word spoken. And I, Frank, yeah, she's just one of a kind.
2: What is it with this dog that you love?
0: She's just she's me in an animal i think um she's just so stinky stinky no she's just crazy <laughs> Bad haircut. yeah she's so crazy she's just got a infectious personality that people just love being around um not annoying at all and um
1: <laughs> talking himself up yeah
0: no, no frank's frank's great we have a great relationship we I, you know i walk her every morning we go to the park we have the same routine um no doubt you know we're we're soulmates and it's true you know i tell jake every day as soon as he plays up frank gets her frank gets his room (laughs) i tell jazz you know just be careful because you know frankie's my girl she's the number one i do i have learned specifically a few songs on the guitar to play it (laughs) (laughs) it's outstanding and and I've heard that when you and jaz do
2: have a fight which is you know very few but you do refer to her as your housemate and to the dog as that your girlfriend is that true <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> no it was actually funny because me and jaz don't fight at all 10 years we never had a fight but we did have one fight not long ago in europe and um probably the one good thing that came out of that was we'll chat about it after she goes wow look i just knew that i was never going to see frank again <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is it true that we know that your dad kisses you on the lips? Would you kiss Frankie on the lips as well? <laughs> <laughs> I've I, heard that.
0: You, this is a genuine stitch-up with this dad joke. I, I, I find it so funny. But I, I, just, I, I wish that it wasn't me that was getting this. Um, oh, 100%. Frank, you know, she's a human. i call her my little human angel, little cherry pub, plummy pie. Like she's a beautiful girl.
2: No, you do love her and it is good. Um, um, I'm going to move on to to home life, obviously. Mm -hmm. One thing you do, and I I know this because I'm very close to you and your housemates, (laughs) Um, you're all energy, you're all positivity, (laughs) but gee whiz, as soon as you get home, it's like you need an hour to just let some steam off and poor Jakey boy, Uh, uh, you just tee off on him.
0: That's that's not true. The the truth to that is I give everything during the day. I'm (laughs) always on. I'm all for the people. I get the boys up. When they're flat, I'm there. And you know that. I'm best on yeah, I do. every day. But when I get home, mate, I like to switch off and I like to calm down. I like to just sit on the couch and I like to watch my murder mystery documentaries. You do love that. Okay? That's all I like to do. But when I get Jake, my housemate, <laughs> God bless his soul, I love him to death. But when I get him, he works on a laptop. He doesn't talk to anyone all works day. Works for the man. He works for the man. He's not the man, like myself. <laughs> and he gets home and he wants to ask me 21 questions every three seconds. I just say, Jakey boy... Shut up. <laughs> I've been providing the good times all day. I don't want to get home. I just want to switch off and I want to do it again and rejuvenate. And he, he doesn't like that. He doesn't. And he actually told me. And he, he did say, ask Dill, has he got any allergies? Do you, do you have any <laughs> oh, allergies? I know where he's going with this. It'll be housework. Apparently,
2: <laughs> apparently you're allergic to the vacuum. <laughs> Every weekend it comes out and then he goes missing. <laughs> do you know how to work
0: it? <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough mate look as i said i provide the good doms at home i don't provide the cleaning service (laughs) they can pick up the slack there
2: oh poor jakey boy and um no one else has the chance to sit on the big couch because all you do is lie across it and make no room for anyone else in the small paddington apartment with one couch and one stool
0: again mate i thought i think i find this i think i find people agree with me on this when we moved in the house i said to jake i said jake I'm gonna buy this couch. I'm gonna buy this couch because I want a couch to myself. If you want to buy a couch, you can have your own couch and it's yours. And I'm wrapped for you. We'll sit there. We'll be couch buddies. You have your couch. I'll have mine. <laughs> Happy days. Jake goes, no, no, no. I don't want a couch, mate. I don't want a couch. So I said to him, that's fine. You're not sitting on mine, so it's my couch. <laughs> he sits on it when I'm away, and he's flat now that I won't be going away too much because he um, he won't be getting the couch at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's good. Mate, that's pretty much all I've got. Um, I mean, we've got plenty more, but we probably can't talk about it. I want to really touch on Dylan, friends. It's more of a serious segment. So yeah. I want to touch on, well, firstly, when did you start it? When did you first go, oh, I'm going to set up a podcast. I'm going to become, you know, you're now number one on the charts. It's an incredible effort. So well done. You know, I take the piss out of you, but um, <laughs> we expect nothing less. That's As they say in footy, Excellence. that's the standard deal. So make sure you do it every week.
0: Oh, I know. When did you start it? mate i started it uh when i got to the giants but basically i started it i didn't it's funny the reason i started the podcast because i wanted to have something to show because i said look i left carlton had absolutely nothing and i wanted to get to the giants if it lasted 12 months i said look here's a podcast i've you know i've interviewed a few guys so that if i want to do a job at least i've got a little bit of a Mm -hmm. a prototype to show that you know i've done something and i haven't just done nothing Mm -hmm. um but in in saying that it's actually turned into a bit more than that and been incredible and on a serious note i do have to thank you too because without both your help um it wouldn't be anywhere today ryan obviously taught me everything i know editing so i appreciate that tommy uh he, you know one of my best mates at the club but gee whizzy you know if i ever missed a week with a podcast he'd really let me know about it and he used to tell me you know we we've had a few nearly punch-ons at bake bar around the point home sometimes. we do and you know he sat me down he said mate like Are you going to be serious about this or what? And, you know, the only reason I really did was we had some massive chats about taking it to the next level and without, you know, without your help, um, I definitely wouldn't have done that. And, um, yeah, I've got to thank you for that. But it's been incredible, the journey. Um, Gee whiz, I've learned a lot. You know, it started as a bit of a joke and, and whatnot but yeah you know learning how to edit them learning how to produce a show and put it together learning how to book guests and um you know as a as a guy that i am that loves having conversations with the people i don't like asking people of too much and, and you know that but doing that and just you know regrettably sliding into dms and just asking people you <laughs> it know is, it is uh, it's it, so
2: it, hard but you just got to do it the hustle hard and geez you've done an amazing job you can't forget that you as you think this is the 27th episode um you two you're two years old
0: yeah, just about, about, just, yeah. just over. Yeah, uh, just just yeah, about eighteen months. Looking forward to the
2: beers at the second birthday. When yeah, is the that'll
0: birthday? be good. That'll be mid next year, won't it? Yeah. It'll
2: be about then. And and it's. I mean the. And geez, you should be proud of yourself. You got heaps. You know, you're only just scratching the surface. Talk about the experiences about because I know what it's like. The hustle is very the, the, the startup. And oh, any startups, that. it's it, awkward. It's and, so no, awkward. But no one will understand this if they're an athlete because. Our, our schedules are ridiculous. They're they're floating. Everything you know, everything moves. everywhere. oh, meeting's been cancelled. You know, you got a podcast scheduled in. Oh, can't rock up because we've just moved the meeting back. Forward, got to go see this guy to meet this guy to go meet this guy to hopefully get onto this guy and then I can hmm. sit down this guy. That's what it's really like. Hundred percent. Talk to me about some funny experiences. Some of the people that you don't have to name who's pulled out, but some places you've done the interviews. Some mates. What's the What's the most you know enjoyable experience you've had so oh, far?
0: Geez, none of it's enjoyable. It's just stressful. But I'll <laughs> say the funniest. Some of the funny things that have happened, like you said, mate, the, the floating schedule is incredible. And I always say to the boys, you know, when they go home and. They go and sip at the lattes. I say, okay, boys, day's <laughs> finished, but the work starts now for me. I'm on to the second job, and I'm going to get going. But, you know, I was sort of joking, but half serious as well, because it actually did. And, we'd, we, you know, we'd go down to Bake Bar, one of the cafes here in Double Bay, and just sit down until 6 o'clock at night just brainstorm, plan episodes. Email. Email people, seeing if we can get on some network here, 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 and everywhere, and it was, it was unreal. I felt like we were on, buddy, what's that show called? The business show? Fish Tank. Fish Tank, whatever it is. And um, it's been awesome learning that hustle and grind, but like you said the schedule changes you know and I can say it now there might have been a few days where I've, I've left early um, and, and not told anyone <laughs> and uh, I missed a few meetings and just sort of and, and got going because you know mid-year I sort of knew that footy was finishing and this was going to be my next thing so it, it, it did take priority
1: there was mate I gotta say though that the most annoying guest has got to have been Tommy so far the amount, oh, of, the yeah. amount of times, Dill Raymond said, "Oh, no, Tommy, Tommy's telling me to. This yeah. has got to come out. Oh, no, we have got to put this in because it's the glasses." <laughs> oh, I, was, I don't oh, know, mate. That Yours episode, was the toughest. That one. episode oh. was one
0: of the best, but I've never had to take. We've never had to take out more and yeah. play around with it more than anyone. Bit honest,
2: you asked me some. You asked. You did your mail. You did your research, and uh, unfortunately, we can't tell all the stories. You? So you know, I've left out all the bad ones for you. All right, and t-shirts we've just created some now this is uh, you've just you've just brought out the the navy blue it's oh, let's touch on the footy show it's gone viral yeah. that you now have to pre-order them cuz they sold out first go how do you get yourself a pair when what's a pair how do you get yourself a t what, what's what's going on there
0: yeah, mate, the tea's been incredible. I, I honestly did not think they'd go that well. Um, I ordered about 50 and they sold out in... Sorry, I ordered about 100 and they sold out in about half an hour. Mm. Um, we pre-ordered some more, got them in the next week and, yeah, they've been sent out. But um, I'm going to do a big pre-order. going to hold off for the for the next month um, and do a big pre-order for Christmas so you can buy your mum and dad a jumper and T-shirt. And um, Yeah, there's there's a bit coming. Might get some stubby holders, some hats and, and whatnot because... The support's been incredible. Um, they can just buy them on www.dylanfriends.com forward slash shop.
2: And they are... They are <clears throat> excuse me. They are actually, they actually have pretty good T-shirts. I'm heading overseas this week. I'm going to be rocking them all over the country, sending you some pics. But, um, yeah, what, what's, what's next, mate, what, with, with the podcast? Now you've got... I mean, it's very sad to say that you're leaving the club. It's um, such an incredible bloke to be around and very vibrant. But now you get so much more time on your hands you've got i mean i know what you've been up to but you've got a whole year ahead of you plus all the future what's what's next you're probably gonna do a few other things outside of the podcast yeah 100 yeah it's it's
0: still it's still great like i honestly don't have too much of a plan i just want to take my time not rush into anything i'm definitely gonna have the year off footy um take the year off i just don't really want to play next year at all.
2: I've heard you might be at the Collisions. Yeah, that's yet. definitely
0: not true um, at all.
2: Hate <laughs> from the Collisions. Yeah, I, know who I know he said that. I know he said you're clear to
0: fifty. Jake Trotter and I just there's no way it's happening um, <laughs> at this stage. You never say never, but it's just I, I want to have a bit of time off. Um, the podcast, mate. I just want to take it to where it can get to. Like I don't know where it's going to get to, but obviously I've already proved um, myself wrong at the moment you know with it and who knows where it can get to um i just want to chat to people that's what i love doing um yeah got a few opportunities that haven't been locked in yet but just gotta wait and see what happens there um and then i'm just gonna travel yeah gonna do a big europe trip gonna do a big states trip um live my life and um yeah it's gonna be awesome because you know like i I don't know who i am without footy you know Mm. i've done it since i was six so I think the best it might thing, be a shock and I, I might
2: actually add you back. I might actually
0: <laughs> I
2: might actually add you back in the WhatsApp group for that couple of months and I'll, just I'll, I'll, get,
0: <laughs> I'll get back in and get around the boys. I, I said to the guys, I was like, surely for you know a session next year, I just want to come up and just train. <laughs> do a calf and then go home. <laughs> just the usual T2. Yeah, it is a T2.
1: Deal, we're coming to the end now, so I'm sure there's a couple of people that you want to thank.
0: Yes, mate. Thank you. Um, fantastic. Loved, loved being uh, on the other end of the mic. It's been interesting. But, um, yeah, there was a few people I'd love to thank, mate. Um, obviously, the Carlton Footy Club and, and the Giants for, for the opportunity. Um, I'll, I'll be forever indebted to to the clubs. Um, it's been the best eight years of my life. Um, obviously, loved every single minute at the club. Wouldn't change a thing for the world. Um, 41 games, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm just so proud of all of them um, to last that long. It's been, it's been unreal. Uh, my family, uh, my mum, I uh, just is, as we touched on earlier, she's just the the greatest person in the world. Absolutely incredible. I, I wouldn't be anywhere without her. My dad and my sister Jess, just two beautiful um, people that supported me along the way. Um, my best mate Brock, um, he's just yeah, just an incredible guy. Um, he you know he's you know obviously he was a, an incredible footy player, and he 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 didn't quite. Didn't quite get to live out his dream, but, gee, like, you know, he's just absolutely been the biggest support for me and absolutely incredible and done so well with everything else, else in life. And he, and he calls me every week and we, we talk every day nearly and just, um, yeah, he's been a release for me that just has helped me so much. He probably doesn't realise and, and um, yeah, probably the the most important one of all, my beautiful partner, Justine. um She's just been... Yeah, it's you know, I'll probably get emotional, but she's just the most beautiful person in the world. Um the, the amount of support she gives me and that we balance off each other so well. I'm I'm crazy and she's quiet and she brings me brings me back to life and um and helps me out with everything and she's always just there, shoulder to lean on. So thank you so much to her and I can't wait for the for our next journey together. It's gonna be unreal just to see what see what happens next. Um and then obviously just all my teammates along the way um you know they've made the journey as good as what it's been uh, i've got some lifelong friendships that definitely aren't going to finish now and we're going to continue that on and just be you know hopefully drinking beers together for the rest of our lives um and then yeah just to everyone else that's listening mate um i can't believe that you know the amount of people that have messaged me about the show and that they listen for one is just incredible but two they enjoy it and um yeah there'd be nothing without them and I absolutely can't thank them enough, and it, it absolutely means the world to me. So please don't underrate that. And um, yeah, just can't wait for the next journey and see what's next. And um, like I said, mate, just join the ride. It's going to be all up from here. Thanks. Oh shit! I'm on the drive home. I forgot my boy Jakey, the house mate, the best man that's ever lived in the in Paddington with me. It'd be incredible not to mention you, mate. It's been a, it's been one hell of a ride. Loved every minute of it. But you're still not getting on my couch, mate. See you later. This episode was proudly brought to you by Bonds. Thanks again for listening to the show. If you loved it, please rate and leave a review. If you have any feedback, want to suggest a guest or advertise with Dylan Friend, you can contact me via email, dylan at dylanfriends.com or slide into my DMs on Instagram at Dil buckley or at dylanfriends. For bonus content and giveaways, sign up to the email list at www.dylanfriends.com and to get notifications on release, Make sure you subscribe via iTunes or wherever else you listen to the show, and remember, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Ko's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks Stream play, exclusive in Victoria, Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria, and Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup exclusive to Fox footy available on Ko. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western conferences finals live with ESPN on Ko. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with Ko now also available on Hubble.